Hey guys, welcome back to Bookish. I'm Ashley. And I'm Ellie. And today we have something super fun for you guys. Um, we are going to be looking at how gender plays a role in the education and prevention of sexual harassment in college age students. Woo. Is that not a mouthful? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's a little different than what we usually do, but I think it'd be really cool to start talking about just like um, issues that we're seeing in this world today. And yeah bring attention to it. Um, so let's just get right into it. Uh, there's an obvious gender discrepancy when it comes to the education and prevention being taught surrounding sexual harassment. Um, to go even further, we could look at how differences in women affect their education of sexual harassment. By that, I mean transgender women, women of color, cis women, non-gender conforming individuals. Um, they are all educated and protected very differently. Right. Um, as we know, anyone can be sexually harassed no matter the gender, age, race, etc. Um, according to rain.org, on average, 463,634 people, 12 and older, are victims of sexual assault and rape each year. And that's, that, just that's such every a, year. such a young age. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's for everyone. It's not just one certain group. That's mm-hmm. everyone. And that, that's a huge amount of people for it, like, not to be taken seriously. more, more yeah. seriously. Yeah. So... You know, that's the question everyone's mind is like, how do we prevent this from happening? Um, and I think like the education for um, everyone starting at, <laughs> at any age um, is Especially, I think, what it comes down to. Age. I think at a younger age, they should be taught like, hey, this is an issue. And mm-hmm. in college, it should be like the report should be taken seriously. Yeah. Really, reports should be taken seriously at any time. Yeah. Exactly. But I really feel like during this age, it might be a little difficult to do so for many, or even difficult to report what happens. To yeah, you. not know your resources. So we're just going to go straight into some statistics to start off. I'm just going to put it in perspective. And these are all from rain.org, my favorite. <laughs> um, women ages 18 to 24 who are college students are three times more likely than women in general to experience sexual violence. Now, I think why there's a difference between college students and those who are not in college is the environment they're in. Right. And the, the social experience. Yeah. Socially, they're around kids their age, um, you know, athletes, frats, all, all the It's like above. the new freedom stage. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe people aren't making the best choices. Yeah. There's a whole slew of things I could add to, like, why those in college versus those mm-hmm. aren't are more. And it's not that that age group is particularly dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's just, mm-hmm. I also think it's Those are there, you know, yeah, the environment, just all, what's expected, I think, is a little bit different. Um, 23.1% of transgender, genderqueer, and non-conforming college students have been sexually assaulted in, I think that's just the past year. Such a high percentage. 23.1%. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just that community as well. Yeah, that's... Um, and then lastly, one out of every 10 rape victims are male. So, as you can see, that includes... It's everyone, that's, yeah. It's everyone. No matter who you are, you can experience sexual violence. Um, yeah, and as you mentioned earlier, men don't report so that number could be higher and no one knows yeah at, at, like under reporting is astronomical <laughs> like I mean, there's multiple reasons that we could go into you know victim blaming um you know the masculinity ideals that you know he's a man a woman couldn't you know sexually assault him you, you know she's like, half his size exactly there's a whole bunch of reasons of why like people don't report and um, victim blaming, of course, is a big one. It's her fault she wore the short skirt. Mm-hmm. Um, it was his fault like, he was drinking. You yeah. know, like, she was acting this way. So it just, everything plays in into that. 
Um, so starting from like the education perspective of it, consent should be taught in school. <laughs> I think sex education, um, not only for preventative measures, should be taught. Um, I know personally, I did not have sex education in school. Right. I had one class in sixth grade where we had the nurse come in and she talked about um, what happens to your body during puberty, <laughs> just for women. We were separated. So that's the most I got. Yeah, and my experience was a little different. Not much different, if I'm being honest. So we had a one-hour class my eighth grade year and then my senior year. So the end of middle school, end of high school. Mm -hmm. And it was the same video. They did not change it up at all. <laughs> and basically it was like, don't have sex. Don't do this. Mm -hmm. um, basically, like, just like shaming people. Mm -hmm. if they sex is bad. Sex is bad. Sex is bad. Sexual harassment. Okay. It's fine. We're not going to talk. We're not going to, you know, tell you what that is no, or how to handle that. And it was really like they just handed out condoms and was like, okay, go have fun, kids. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty much it. Sex education be, should be further than just like how do we prevent pregnancy, like abstinence or birth control. Like it, right. it should be further than just. It should be Those. sexual violence should be thrown into sex talk. Mm -hmm. Or how to even build, like, healthy relationships. What right. is appropriate sexual behavior? What what does no mean? <laughs> like, what we go into, No like, means, um, no. no. Yeah, <laughs> that one that one can be a tough one for many. Yeah, um, it's a doozy. Ooh. No, no means maybe sometimes Ooh. for certain people. Yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> We're being sarcastic, so <laughs> please take that with a grain of salt. Um, so... Again, education in schools. Very important. Like, my primary thing here is we don't see it. Not even in the college age do we see. There's not a seminar we've attended. There's not, not a class. We have we have a club at our school. But that's more for, like, sexual liberation and, you know, making it to where, like, there's not that societal norm that, you know. Right. We can't talk about sex. Now we're moving into, like, what we're talking about is I want to know, like, what our resources are. Right. What, you know, consent is, what what we can do moving forward. Like, how, how do we, we protect ourselves from violence? Mm -hmm. And if that does happen to us, who can we go to to help? Because mm -hmm. we don't want that person who did it to us doing it to someone else. Exactly. Um, so Stanford University actually did um, an article talking about some of the myths Um that we are taught, and this is something like, I think if we would have had sex education, like real sex ed education when we were younger, we would have not believed these right. <laughs> growing up. Um, so let's see. The first one is only women are harassed and only men are the harassers. Right, and this is seen. This is believed by any age today. Yeah, and I mean like a great example we were talking about was the Johnny Depp trial. Mm -hmm. That, I mean, not education, Mm -hmm. But we're seeing it. Yeah. I mean, their their case was more like domestic abuse, but it's, mm -hmm. it goes hand in hand with just like sexual violence. Yeah. Is that, you know, I mean, still hasn't been solved. Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. I think you can tell whose side we're on. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just we're, I mean, that is a tough one. It's but just, it, it, anyone can be a harasser or be harassed. Any gender, any anyone. age, anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, another one is harassment always occurs between a man and a woman. So that's kind of same thing. Uh, no. <laughs> it's challenging be... that a man can sexually assault a man and a woman can sexually assault a woman. Yeah. Transgender can assault a transgender. It's pretty It's much... just any, anything, anything, can, anyone can be sexually harassed. The victim yeah. or the one that's perpetrating it. Um, so let's see. Another one is, this is a big one, is 
it was a compliment, so it's not oh. harassment. Or he was only joking. I think that's the most painful one mm-hmm. for for me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like this. I think this specifically stems from when we were younger. The whole thing of um, if he's mean to you, he likes you, which leads to toxic relationship and mm-hmm. toxic relationships with sex. Yeah. So you think it's okay if a man mm-hmm. just calls well, things out to you in the street, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's being, cool. oh, isn't that so sweet? Uh, he's thinking of me. Yeah, and we're joking around about it, but it's a, it's a serious issue that I think needs to be, like, we should not be teaching our kids, you know, if a guy pushes you down or a little boy pushes you down, that, oh, that means he's a crush on you. Right. That's not how we should teach. Children. One, guys or little boys to approach women and think that's okay and that's how you get a girl to like you and we should not be teaching girls that that's what they should be expecting no. out of someone they're trying to pursue that just leads to a bigger problem mm-hmm. it's later in life and that's that's the age where you're most impressionable and where i think learning about consent and just like even like the most basic like if she says no she says no or he doesn't want to do that then don't don't do, don't it. do it like i think that's where like the most basic form of it needs to be starting. Yeah, because all of this it. begins with social norms. It's mm-hmm. not just this popped into that person's mm-hmm. head that one day that mm-hmm. they were going to do this. Well, that's something that, like, our generations need, need to work on. It. Well, we're parents. is like Yeah, we, we need to break social norms. Yeah, exactly. And I think they're transitioning. And, like, I think it's now to the point where, like, we're aware of it, but we have not actively made those changes yet. No. And I really think it's going to be – Hopefully the generations after us that we're going to see that change because we can only do so much and I, it pains me to say that, but mm-hmm. I really think it's going to take years and years and years to see the progress that we mm-hmm. want to see. With well, protection. it's like unlearning the norms that we were taught. Yeah. Our entire lives. Mm-hmm. Starting with like, we can kind of go down like again with the, the dress code oh, is dress codes are primarily for women. You know, you're, Skirt can't be that short. Your shorts can't be that short. You can't wear tank tops because your shoulders. And this has been the issue for so long, mm-hmm. and we always hear the same thing: is, is that it's you're, tempting. You're tempting the boys in the class. You're just dis- you're distracting the class. Right. And it's like why why is my shoulder distracting the class? I don't think that's. I'm here for an education. Mm-hmm. I feel like it should be. You know, with guys, you don't see that same like dress codes aren't for right. the same. But it's teaching the other kids in the classroom like, oh, a shoulder is. Spicy. Yeah. It's teaching yeah. them things that they would not know yeah. otherwise. Mm-hmm. Like, you're teaching them bad behavior. Well, you're, it's also implementing into girls that, you know, it's your responsibility to make sure that right. you're not tempting other guys. That, like, if they come on to you, it's because you, you, were, you were the one. And that comes back to, like, where the, the victim won't reach out because, like, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, well, I must have done something. I My skirt was too short, so I did something. Yeah. And that's... And that's, obviously not. <laughs> that one is more geared towards women, but mm-hmm. that really is a woman's issue. Or mm-hmm. it's just really sad to think that at a young mm-hmm. age, that's well, that's starts. like just our school systems and whatever placing that on. Yeah, to us. Um, and then like also going along with that is like we we dress for the the male gaze, which is a right. whole thing that's kind of going on right now. Is like dressing for the female gaze versus the male gaze. And the male gaze is like we want we want to be accepted. We want a guy to like us. Yeah, it just assist women, cis man, obviously in this circumstance. And um, but that's that we're taught to do that. Yeah, and it's vice versa. It, yeah, I mean, anyone is taught to they're wanting to impress what they're attracted to. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. Like that is. Just mm-hmm. such a common thing. Like, I didn't realize how common it was probably until I got into college. Mm-hmm. And I changed the way I dressed. Yeah. For 
that reason. Exactly, exactly. Um, and I think, like, going along with all this is that men are taught more that women are here to, like, please them or be appealing to their eyes. And that kind of gives them a sense of entitlement. Right. And I think not even, like, in the sense of where they're consciously knowing that, but I think unconsciously society is teaching them that. Right. And same opposite for women is, like, we are taught, you know, you want to dress like this to get a guy's, you know, you want to wear this color lipstick. You want to do your hair like this to get a, a guy's, like, yeah. attention. And it's always – it is, but attention is also used so negatively mm-hmm. because in a sexual harassment circumstance um, – Then that's flipped on you. It's like you just wanted attention. Like, mm-hmm. you're telling me because you want attention. Mm-hmm. And that is something that is – You wear that dress, but you what, – what was she wearing? Like, that's right. always, like, the questions they ask is, like, okay, well – how are you? What, how much were you drinking? Yeah. Where were you at? It seems to be like more of like an attention issue versus mm-hmm. the actual problem. It's like mm-hmm. people are wanting to use attention to mask mm-hmm. what the well, real problem is. Well, they're making it seem like it's only a women's issue, mm-hmm. and they're saying, "Oh, it's a woman's issue. A woman needs to fix it right. by dressing differently, by acting differently." It's not just a women's issue. No, it's everyone issue. But it's a men like, issue. It's if everyone. We're talking about men. They don't report because it's not manly. It's mm-hmm. like instantly flipped. It's like. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you not masculine enough to like? Or I know one thing that was really upsetting. They're like, "Oh, it's a girl, and you didn't want to do anything with her. Are you serious? You're joking. Mm-hmm. Like you missed an opportunity, man." Yeah, that's so annoying. Yeah, like, it's so well, it's upsetting. Like their feelings are just as valid. Yeah, it's just like it should be taken just as seriously yeah. as if it was a woman, vice versa. Yeah, and like we don't see like justice for like transgender individuals See, like they have seriously. never heard about it from a transgender person i've heard about it through women and i've you know like men uh-huh. rarely but it's really upsetting to me because i would not have thought about it unless you brought it up to me mm-hmm. and i'm like wow i completely did not think about another group mm-hmm. and now that you did say it, i was like wow i know they're harassed so why would um, they yeah. be sexually harassed as well mm-hmm. like it just well like they're even more like i can't imagine how much they underreport because of they're already discriminated against. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, more than just, you know, white women or women yeah. of color. Like, it's a whole other field. It's a whole other issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you put then sexual harassment on top of it. It's like, well, you just keep putting, you know. You're kicking them on their down. Yeah, it just keeps going. And, like, I I feel like that's something that, like, just needs to be yeah. talked about more and be aware, like, and it goes, aware like, of. It goes to show for, like, us as individuals that we are also taught social norms. Like, me not mm-hmm. even thinking about that group, mm-hmm. that was a social norm that was taught to me. And yeah. that's, like, upsetting to realize when you talk about it. You're like, wow, I was a victim of just being under a social mm-hmm. norm. Mm-hmm. And that's so sad. Uh-huh. Well, that goes to is, like, you know, we are cis white women. And mm-hmm. the only thing that we have, like, quotation marks that would be, just like, against us is the fact that we are women. But if you think about women of color women in the lgbtq community indigenous women like they they're more discriminated against than us so it's not saying it takes away from our Uh experiences talked about yeah because it's like well why can't we use our voices to then bring light to their yeah discrimination just lift each other up instead mm-hmm. of separating ourselves into different groups maybe it's because that's the problem we see it as like different statistics instead of a whole statistic yeah and i feel like that would be the first step in education being like hey we're all humans mm-hmm. and we're all going to experience this and this is what we need to do to help each mm-hmm. other these are your resources and then mm-hmm. it, well, so this issue isn't going to change unless 
it's every, everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's it's not just one group. It's not just a men issue or a woman issue. It has to be men have to take responsibility f- for whatever. Right. Because uh, predominantly men are the Key harassers. Players. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, I don't have a, s- a specific s- statistic. That was a mouthful. Um. <laughs> but. It is the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not saying there is a good amount of women harassers whatever but most males are usually the perpetrator um so go back into education right like i wanted to say like your classes are really interesting to me because you are taught these things Mm -hmm. and you are taught the issues and like like reasons on how people can like fix them not fix you like sexual harassment can't be fixed but you can Mm -hmm. help people who went through it and so Mm -hmm. i'm really happy that your classes are like hey Mm -hmm. this is happening these are your resources what can you tell us like more about how you can fix this problem? Like mm-hmm. oh, they ask you to offer solutions, mm-hmm. and I think that is so helpful because yeah, my classes don't think about so those solutions. We're different like uh, majors, so we're in different departments. I'm obviously a psychology major, sociology minor, and then I am a history major with Native American studies minor. So we have we're in different buildings, different mm-hmm. professors, all of it. So I think it'd be really cool to kind of see like the differences in how like and just even our college campus about how we are taught differently about right. like women's movement and what feminism is and just the whole space around that kind of like discussion. Our, our education system is in the same school, but mm-hmm. we have a completely different experience. Yeah. So do you want to talk about kind of like what do your classes talk about the Me Too movement or what feminism so, is or sexual harassment? My Native American studies class does talk about it, but since it is Native American studies, we mainly focus on Native American women and children who underwent sexual violence or just violence in general. That they do speak about. And it's mm-hmm. like, what are the issues here? Why is this happening to that group? But we mm-hmm. don't talk about every group. It is very specific, mm-hmm. which I'm glad we're even talking about that. Yeah, which I feel like that's a good step. It is a good step. And I learned a lot from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my history classes, not talked about. Mm-hmm. We do talk about historical events like Monica Lewinsky, Bill mm-hmm. Clinton, which that whole situation, the way it's taught is what bothers me. Mm-hmm. Monica Lewinsky, bad person. Bill Clinton, like give him a high five. Did he get in trouble with the government? Mm. Yes. But at the same time, it's like the way it's taught, Monica Lewinsky is bad. And we don't know what happened there. Truthfully, we don't None of us know. were there. Uh, yeah. I mean, we weren't alive. <laughs> I wasn't born. Wait, yet. were we born? I don't know. I don't okay, know. listen. <laughs> Only one of us. None of, none of us know. <laughs> but the thing is, is like feminism is taught completely differently. Mm-hmm. Um, no, what it actually is. <laughs> there's a PowerPoint slide in my class that said, Feminism is the thought that men cause all wars because of their uh, masculinity, which is mm. not true. Not yeah. even close. I don't think that's in a textbook. <laughs> so just imagine that thought process applied to sexual harassment, applied to the Me Too movement. Mm. It's such brush over topics. They'll be like, oh, the Me Too movement started in 2016. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, next page. But so, feminism, though, is like, we hate men. We hate men. Yeah. yeah. Which there is people in my classes who are like, raise their hand they're like we don't agree with this slide mm-hmm. so it does show like people are seeing it mm-hmm. and they want to do something about it mm-hmm. but that shows like the school system yeah. might be failing us a little bit there mm-hmm. well specifically with the monica Lewinsky issue is like that just shows the power imbalance of how like mm-hmm. if someone who sexually harasses you or in a situation is yeah. that those in power which it's in their hands you they know we're accused of having an affair can we mm-hmm. say it's sexual harassment I say maybe not 
like while they were doing it but the fact that he denied it after Mm -hmm. that's when it became a sexual harassment yeah exactly and it's just it is really upsetting to like think that in my class it was more taught of a shameful thing on her end yeah and like i mean there's so many cases we could talk about that were taught about like in my class Mm -hmm. and it's pretty much the same pattern over and over and over again like yeah they talk about sexual harassment and (laughs) i'm american history so if it makes america look bad we maybe won't talk about it. We may yeah. just be like, oh, this happened in 1862. Next page. Next page. Well, that's that's kind of what, like, colleges now kind of do is that, like, we don't see or, like, we see underreporting, but is it due to, like, lack of education? Or is it, like, admissions didn't want to handle it or, like, it's going to make the college look bad so we can, you know, talk about it when, yeah, in reality, if I saw a college, like, have – the resources necessary and handle these kind of issues. I feel like I feel like good like good for them. That's what we need. That's the change we need is that we I'd rather see a school take action than see be a school say, oh, we're the most, you know, safe campus. Well seeing them take action is such a safety net because mm-hmm. it's like this might happen to me. It's gonna happen to me no matter where I go. But seeing that they do something, it's like if they're doing something about it, I'm protected. Mm-hmm. Like I feel okay because I know who to go to. Exactly. If I go to a school that this happens to me and we have no, like, tell of where our resources are, mm-hmm. that's scary. It's such a scary thought. Mm-hmm. And, like, luckily, luckily through you, I know where some of my resources are. Like, I know who I can go and talk to. Mm-hmm. But if I did not know you and I just knew people in my department, I would have no clue. Yeah. And I'm not saying my department is bad. It's just not a common talked about subject. Mm-hmm. That's why I think, like, we have a freshman experience class. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be awesome if we had like a section in their like semester where they just At talked about week. yeah where they talked about the resources on campus and like you know what the school does in these situations and how they can help and just prevention and everything I think that would help so much because even now I don't know if I know all the resources available to me yeah I just know like I would go, probably I'd run straight to your professors. I'd look at your roster and be like, okay. And that's what's amazing is my psychology professors, like, it makes me feel comfortable because they talk about it. They don't mind. Like, they don't feel weird talking about these kind of issues. Yeah, because it should And that's be important weird. because it should be something, it's, sexual assault is so normal in our society. Why is it not, not that it should be normalized, but we should be talking about this. Yeah. Everyone should be. It should be normal to be like, oh, this is happening. This is might happen to you. It's more than likely going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. Here's where you need to go. Mm-hmm. And if, like, it's not even, like, just reporting. as Someone needs to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I know our counseling services are pretty great. Mm-hmm. But most students would not even utilize that because they're afraid to report. Yeah. And that's where it just comes down to, like, our society norms. <laughs> our societal norms. It's like, that's, you know, uh, as much as, like, we like a college could do this, a college could do that. But if we don't reframe the way we view rape culture, sexual harassment, sexual violence, nothing's gonna, no matter what we do, nothing's gonna change. And again, it comes down to education when you're younger. That's, that's mm-hmm. would be my solution. If I could fix the world and make it how I would like. Yeah. I feel like if we could do something for our younger kids, like just even starting at like middle school where we had sex education where it wasn't like because our education now and what little education we have about you know yeah. sexual harassment it, it is you know gendered like 
women don't wear the short skirts. Men, oh, if, you know, if she says no, then, like, do it anyways. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, you know, if she has her shoulder out, she's asking. Like, I, that's a generalization, obviously, but. Um, it's like, like, we can really only speak from our own experience. Yeah, these and are our not own, experts. like, lived experiences. Yeah. yeah. We're not experts. We're mm-hmm. observers. Yeah. And I think just teaching sexual education in, like, a gender-inclusive just throw everybody in there throw everybody in there it should be something where we have to separate genders it should be something that's talked about together that should feel normal no consent is Mm -hmm. what no means what you know appropriate sexual behavior is just everything i think needs to be talked about and i think it needs to be a class or a club or just something that way it gets just like the ball rolling right and like like the main point of those would be resources and i know you pulled one up a resource for students to use Mm -hmm. um again rain.org is my is my favorite that's where everything i said today was from pretty much um and just in a general to kind of wrap things up um before we give you some resources is like um that as much as like sexual harassment is such a big issue. I do think that change is possible. I just think it just needs to be, I need to be reframed to just an everyone issue Mm -hmm. and like what we can do and starting with like our school systems and just like education and prevention, not only for college age students, but just starting um, when they're younger because that's when we're most impressionable (laughs) and needed the most. It is when we need it the most because I feel like if we were taught more things when we were younger, mm-hmm. think of the change we could have already created. Yeah, school is where you learn everything. <laughs> Honestly, that's your peers. It's the truth. Yeah, so parents who say they don't want sex education, like your kid's gonna learn about it anyway. So it might as well be in a safe environment where they can learn appropriate and you know maybe avoid a situation yeah, in the future. Exactly. Um, so lastly, I want to give you guys some resources. Um, the National Sexual Assault Hotline is eight hundred six fifty six dot hope um or you can go online at rain.org and chat with a professional there yeah. um and just really don't be afraid to talk to someone mm-hmm. i think as hard like, as like that's so easy to say and i know it's hard right but like talk, reaching out is going to be the best way to get things going one it's always helps to talk to someone mm-hmm. um, i know it's scary um i know it's like reporting is so like hard like mm-hmm. i've never reported it i've well, I say we, this and I've never done it, but I'm starting to realize. Well, cat, cat calling all of the above, like when we run or whatever, that's something that we've just normalized. Yep. We just like, we're so, oh my gosh, that's annoying. And we mm-hmm. move on. Kind of mm-hmm. like someone said, our clothes were ugly. We treat it that way. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think if we just realize, you know, that like not everything has to be gendered. Sexual assault doesn't have to be a women's or a men's issue or whatever, that as long as we like, just come together over it and I think that's the only way we're going to see it kind of change it's not just being like it's only for women it's only for men <laughs> but yeah so if you guys have do you have anything to add no that that's it okay well thank you guys so much for listening and use those resources that Ashley gave you if you do find yourself in that situation because mm-hmm. they're extremely important yeah and if you guys have anything to like add to the conversation um i would love to hear it i'd love to oh, hear yeah. everyone's opinions because we only have our lived experiences to talk about um so i'd love to hear other people's mm-hmm. stay safe guys bye, bye.